I just want to um, hone in on uh, Mary Constant from Shannon, if that's okay for a moment, um, to congratulate you and your management team on the 88% recovery rate you're at at the moment, the 300% growth you've had uh, since 2019, and yet there's even more space to grow. Well done, and keep 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 that upward trajectory going. Um, just as, as we were listening to all the speeches, Mary, um, and you, I'm, I'm sure there's commonality in how you see things, but to think that 38% of the population live in the West, all of you are representing that population block, and yet collectively you, you, you're all vying for a 15% share of national aviation. Um, beyond everything that's been said, um, how, can we, how can we recalibrate things more regionally here at the moment? We're not going to get a 50-50 East Coast, West Coast, but how can we get more, more of a share over to the West Coast uh, collectively, Mary, do you think? Okay, thanks, uh, Thank you, Deputy. Um, I suppose at the end of the day, what's, what's fundamentally important is that we have a really good offering and we need to be very competitive. And that's why our ask to remain in the regional airports programme is crucial because it supports us in vital capital development that in turn ensure that we are competitive, that we have a sustainable business and that we are able to put a very attractive proposition to our airline partners. At the end of the day, airlines operate commercial businesses and they will fly where they make money. So it's um, important that all of us are able to, to, to put our best foot forward and to, to put forward a really strong proposition for our region. If you look at some of the research that's been done nationally, particularly by the ESRI, they talk about the importance of connectivity into the regions and that the value of that connectivity and how it supports particularly um, high-tech uh, and high-enterprise jobs. And I think we've seen that. If you look at Shannon Airport, 40% of Ireland's FDI is within our immediate catchment area. And that's no coincidence. It's there because of the connectivity that's provided through Shannon Airport. We have three flights a day into London Heathrow, really important hub. And we have daily services to the US, to New York, Boston. And we will have Newark and Chicago coming on for the summer. That is really important to support industry. It's very important that we have our network of European services that bring tourists into the west of Ireland and support all the businesses up and down the western seaboard. So we believe we have a very strong pro proposition. And if you're looking at it, our other two asks is looking at it through a sustainability angle. The first thing you do is max out the capacity that you have within state before you look at building new capacity, particularly under circular economy. We have spare capacity in Shannon. So I think we are offering a solution to the country sure. to decongest the other airports, the capacity is available, and we want to max that out in the first instance. And our third ask of, of the committee here today is to improve public transport access to the airport, because the better we have the public transport access, the, the broader our catchment area. And we've seen from the investment that we put in last year, and particularly over the period of the pandemic, that it has significantly broadened our catchment area. So people that would never have used Shannon are now using Shannon, and it's about extending and growing that. Can I next ask, is the curtilage of the airports presenting here today, is, is it too big? And hear me out on this, because I know that there's a revenue stream from car parks and everything. But it seems to me that when a big project has, been, has to be undertaken, and you have state aid rules and you have everything, but Shannon Airport had to play a role in terms of protecting uh, the, the, the flood defences along the river. That was very uh, costly. TII, I know, have been helping in terms of upgrading the road facility up to the airport. But is there a way of reducing the cartilage, the airport footprints to some extent, 
so that state aid rules can be more targeted to the, to the aviation aspect of it and that through other state vehicles or through other state headings we could fund and support the infrastructure up to the front doors of the airport. Is, is that an option, do you think, in, in, as, as we revise aviation policy? Uh, Deputy, you're correct. We have a very large footprint and it's very costly to maintain. But I think you mentioned one thing in particular there is the embankment. And I suppose we would contend very strongly that the embankments should be the responsibility of the state and particularly the OPW and the local authorities and that that, that investment would be funded by the state. Because, you know, it doesn't only protect the airport, it protects the, the entire industrial base in Shannon and Shannon Town. So I think things like flood defences are, are protecting the much broader region than, and than the airport. Mm. Yeah, I, ju I just think that there has to be a, a way around this because when we as elected representatives fight for funding for Shannon Airport and the other airports, we're very much hoping that it'll be spent solely in the realm of what goes into the sky and what lands and the revenue that generates. And it's frustrating to see money being channeled other ways albeit necessary, necessary to do it. I um, just want to ask you, in terms of um, the Copenhagen economics report that, that spelled out a future vision for Shannon, it was probably ahead of its time, and when we were briefed on it, it was incredible. And then, now that we're post-COVID, it seems all the more relevant. Just wondering, will a dusted-down version, an updated version of that, be submitted as part of the national aviation policy? And I would also like to ask, um, have you any plans for mainstreaming new aviation, because there's fabulous stuff going on the Future Mobility Campus just down from the airport, uh, vertical takeoff aircraft, um, drones, and a lot of that seems to be, it has moved beyond experimental phase at this stage. It is mainstreaming itself in continental Europe and the, 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 the um, United States. Just wondering, have you any plans to mainstream some of that, removing it from testbed and bringing it up to the actual airport itself? Um. Deputy, I might start with that last point that you've raised. I think there's a great opportunity. Innovation will be will be central to decarbonising aviation going forward. And I spoke in my opening statement about the opportunity for sustainable aviation fuels and for Ireland to be a producer and ultimately a net exporter with the abundant source of floating offshore wind and green energy that will be derived and ultimately hydrogen from that. Um, when you look at the work that FMCI are doing, and particularly FMCI Air, and looking in the innovative space and drone technology, they're looking at the first pilot Vertiport, which is just adjacent mm. to the airport, and we're working with them and enabling them, and they're working very closely with the regulator, the IA, around the whole safety aspects there. So again, it's about taking that technology and bringing it into a live environment in uncongested airspace and the opportunity that that will present. And it's not just the, the Vertiport itself, but it's all the industries that grow up around it. So we've seen, particularly if you look at Shannon and our aviation cluster, we have 10 hangars on the airfield. And it's not just about the employment that those hangars create, it's the whole supply chain that supports them. So we, Deputy, to, to answer your question, we're always looking at new opportunities. We've always had to think outside the box in Shannon, and we are constantly looking at what is the next thing we can do? Because we've seen over the years we need to diversify our revenue base. There's downward pressure in aeronautical revenue, and all our other revenue streams are very important to make sure our business is resilient and sustainable into the future. Okay, and just finally, um, and you might in the next round just comment on the Copenhagen report. Um, the, everything happening over the fuel farm is, is incredibly exciting, and I know the Shannon Estuary Task Force has very much bought into that. The memorandum of understanding with the ESB in terms of SAFs and hydrogen 
Um, but it seems to me time and time again there's, there's a missed opportunity here in terms of a national ammonia strategy. Uh, countries like Germany have already gotten to the post on that. Um, and we're hearing loudly and clearly from other countries that if, if we don't have policies and onshore infrastructure to deal with some of this, they'll just hoover up that space. Um, renewables, you know, yes, it's reliable on wind, and we have plenty of wind, but the infrastructure and capitalising on the, uh, the lucrativeness of everything else can be fulfilled by other countries. I just want to ask, in terms of the jetty, the fuel farm, which has been there since the 70s, it's owned by the airport still. Um, have you any vision on ammonia? Because this is seen as the stable fuel it's, it's only hydrogen infused with nitrogen. It's a pretty easy fuel to create. It's stable. Um, and other countries have a strategy. This is the real liquid gold that Ireland, and indeed the jetty in Shannon, um, can, can, can export. It doesn't all have to go into the wings, the fuselage of the airplanes, in terms of getting them to the sky. Uh, ammonia is the fuel that other countries are exporting. It could position us like the Middle East was in terms of oil production and exporting in the 90s. Not, not, not something I expected to hear from aviation policy, but you're a very valid point. So it's, um, uh, we're actually going to bring in Deputy Kerry next. So if I could ask you, Ms. Kerry, to, to respond to Colin in the context of Deputy Kerry, because we're, we're going to be over time if we don't okay, let everyone that's fine. We don't stick to time. Sorry, Senator Crockwell just wants to make a very brief comment. Yeah, comment I, 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 I live in Dublin. I fly from Dublin. I wish I flew from Shannon or Cork or one of the regional airports. Really impressive um, presentation, very positive, one of the most positive I've ever been at here. But my colleagues are from the regions, and I believe they will have more pertinent questions to ask. I support everything you're looking for. I've seen Shannon and Cork. I will see the other airports over the coming year. Delighted to have heard your presentation. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Senator Crocker. Thanks very much, Deputy Crow, and now Deputy Kerry. Go ahead. Hey. I, I want to thank all the witnesses um, for coming here today. As you know, we're doing a piece of work in relation to aviation policy, and we want to hear your views as regards how we can change that influence as a committee to see how we can, I suppose, get the best out of the assets that we have, strategic assets, all of your airports throughout the, the country. And indeed, we've visited Shannon, we've visited Cork, uh, we were in Dublin, and we'd hope to go to the other airports as well. Um, we've had hearings with um, Ryanair with Aer Lingus with the DA. So it's really important that you're here today and thanks very much for, for your presentations. It's really uplifting, pardon the pun, to hear all the positivity uh, and the recovery that has been made. And we're all looking at nearly 90% to 100% recovery on, on those figures that were so um, tragic during COVID. And I remember walking into Shannon in particular um, and the lights off, um, nothing happening pure devastation. So it's it's great to, to see that recovery. And you know, there was a slogan there before, let's keep the recovery going. And that's what that's what we want to do. Um, so it, it is key though that we do amend aviation policy and every one of yourselves has mentioned their regional airports programme. And obviously Shannon didn't um, qualify Nordic Cork uh, up to re recent times, but um, it would seem to me, and a number of, of witnesses did mention that, the, the current policy um, is not in line with European policy in that it, it, in other European jurisdictions, you can have, you, and you're not in violation of state aid, you can have up to 3 million passengers. And I think that's a key recommendation that this um, you know, committee will make to government, that we do amend aviation policy to allow 
um, you know, airports to be included in that regional airports program um, up to 3 million passengers. And I'd like to ask um, Ms. Considine, would you agree with that? Do you think that we would be progressive? And indeed, you, you might give us a view as well in terms of your own vision for Shannon Airport over the next 5, 10, 20 years in terms of passenger numbers, um, its growth, cargo, and indeed, you, you mentioned that really exciting area of sustainable aviation fuel as well, and what that would mean for, for the airport going into the future. Thanks, Deputy Kerry. And you might just also include your response to Deputy Crow's final point on the ammonia as well. Absolutely. Thanks. So, um, and I might deal with those points first, uh, Deputy Crow. So, in relation to the Copenhagen Economics Report, that was a report commissioned by the Chambers, the Joint Chambers of Commerce, led by Limerick Chamber. So, I'm not sure if they had plans to, to update that work. But internally within the Shannon Airport Group, we're looking at revising our own economic uh, assessment. We're doing an economic impact assessment of the, the value of the activity that we undertake within the group. So I think that would be useful in the context of updating the policy. In relation to ammonia, I'm absolutely not the expert on this, but where we see our role is that we will be enabling. So as an airport, we know that there's a requirement to decarbonise aviation. We're in a prime spot located on the Shannon Estuary, a deep water port. You have the airport, you have the deep water port in Fines. You have abundant offshore wind on the Atlantic. We have Money Point um, already preparing and, and working on the plans to transition and, and take this offshore wind. So it's about really putting the planning and the consenting process in place to ensure we can attract in the investment bring that offshore wind onshore and then derive the added value industries from that. And one of the byproducts of that is obviously hydrogen, which can be used in the production of SAF. And that's where we personally see a huge um, um, opportunity for aviation and for Ireland Inc. But you're absolutely right. Ammonia and hydrogen will be the ways to, to store the offshore wind. And I think there's huge opportunities for Ireland in, in this space. Um, Deputy Kerry, um, thank you for, again for all your support. And we absolutely agree that the threshold should be increased to 3 million in line with EU state aids. And I suppose that is our request of the committee here today, that you would support us in our ask to have the threshold increased. Because as it currently stands, we will fall out of it. And it requires a change to policy to increase the threshold and to ensure that all airports with passengers under 3 million are included. So that requires a change to the regional airports programme and to aviation policy. So your support in that would be most welcome. And again, I'd like to thank the committee for all the support you've given to us through a really difficult period, the pandemic, um, and the government supports were, were a lifeline to us in this industry, getting us through a very difficult period. Um, in relation to our vision for Shannon, we're very optimistic about the future. We see great potential. We're looking at our location. I think we're, we're ideally located to significantly expand our catchment area. We see with improving road networks, improving public transport, the opportunity to have a rail link into the airport. The investment that we as a group are making in the in growing the cluster of aviation uh, companies in Shannon, but also investing in our property portfolio. That's a key enabler in attracting in more FDI into the region, allowing the companies that are already there to expand 
expand and grow and allow indigenous businesses to grow. And we see ourselves as key international gateway to the wild Atlantic way, um, the year-round US connectivity and the fact that we have CBP pre-clearance for not only uh, scheduled traffic, but also general aviation as a real USP for Shannon. And we actively promote that, and we see huge opportunity. And you, you know, you've only to look to 27 and the Ryder Cup coming to Ireland. It's a real opportunity to create a lasting legacy for not only our region but for the entire country. And we see ourselves playing a crucial role in that. So we're very excited about the future. We're a bit hesitant to put figures on projections because what we're focused on is having those key routes to the key hubs, to key tourism destinations that support business and tourism in the, in the west of Ireland and beyond.